Episode four, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That was Ben's contribution for the 35-minute episode, episode four of the Peaked in College podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, find us on Apple Podcasts soon, Amazon Podcasts soon, Stitcher, I don't know, maybe. Uh, and there's like one other that I can't think of. Oh, and Google Podcasts. We should be confirmed for Google Podcasts. If you want to hear more of my sexy, sick voice, then yeah, find us on there. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and YouTube later on. And there should be a donation link wherever you're watching this, if possible. If not, we'll figure it out. Whatever. Bottom line is, we are the Peace in College Podcast. Two college seniors uh, just shooting the shit, sometimes shooting pool, talking about philosophy, personal stories, yada, and some more of that yada. Last episode, we were talking about Kale being the lifeblood of the universe, kids to, to have or oh, not to have. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, Soma and what humanity means. And we're going to get into a little bit more today, so let's get into it. First, the $250,000 question. If someone told you, I'm going to give you a child that's going to cost you $250,000 across its lifetime from zero to 18 years of age, not even the other like 80 years that it will probably live unless it like gets in an accident or something. Uh, or I just gave you $250,000 uh, up front. What would, what would you take? To just spend however you like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. I- like, no, no. You just like get to spend it on, on child items like, as if you had a child. Basically. <laughs> but, you know, but, but yeah, whatever you want. So yeah, basically the cost of raising a kid or the same amount of money, but you get to do whatever you want with it. Exactly. I think you know the answer to that, what I'm going to pick. Exactly. So Ben's feeling a little bit under the weather. He's not going to answer too many of these, you know. Oh, that's but. right. This is going to be a very Joseph-heavy episode. I'm kind of <laughs> currently dying, kind of. So he's taking one for the team Less somehow. Voice. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? It's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a down payment on like most any house like that you could want, at least here in Texas. Uh, unless it's like really like. Like the Joel Osteen area of River Oaks or Piney Point. Dude. Uh, friggin'. I would, I would probably invest. I'd probably invest Most in it. Amazon and Tesla. And I, I just put some money in Roblox. Roblox is a, <laughs> Roblox is a billion dollar business. Oh, and yeah. people don't freaking see it. They don't see that kids are going and they're making their own levels. Yeah, and they're trying to get paid for it. None of them are getting paid for it. But Roblox is taking most of the money because kids don't know investment worth shit. So Roblox gets to profit off of these 11 and 10 year old kids like making video game levels. And it's a shame. Which is why you should invest in Roblox. Damn, I didn't even know that it was a stock option that you could trade. Yeah, it's on Cash App. I just literally found it on Cash App and I was like, hey, they went public. Bye. So, yeah, if you're in college, look at the stuff that's gonna be big, that's gonna be popular. Anything related to 3D printing, anything related to uh, an industry where a company has a monopoly over that industry, like Amazon. Google, uh, Facebook, like the social media industry, the the video games industry, the online marketplace industry, or even like in-person marketplace industry. (laughs) Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, you know. 
<clears throat> like these things are too big to fail. It's a shame that they've got some dirty business practices, but screw it. It is what it is. <clears throat> You're not there to try and support or def or like go against their cause. You're trying to make money off of them. Okay. So invest in them. I think I'm invested in like maybe three companies and then five index funds. So look at the, look up those QQQ. VTI, VUG. Also, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal professional. I'm not a financial expert. I'm just saying you might want to check this shit out. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're in college. I messed around with crypto for a little bit. And yeah. There is, yeah. I don't, there was, it's very unpredictable, I will say. Dude, I had a friend make $8,000 off of Dogecoin. Oh my God. Dude, I, have, I know a friend of a friend who made, <clears throat> like, what? Apparently his account, his profile, his portfolio is worth like a hundred thousand dollars. And the shitty part is, he they only give you the password for that account that he he had his profile on once. And if you lose that password, you don't ever have a way to recover it. Oh! And he lost the fucking password. No! You gotta be fucking kidding me! I know that's like almost a third of the entire money it cost. Oh my god! Well, at least he didn't have a kid on top of that. That, he uh, felt like he failed at life, and he's like, I need to have a kid. Here, you do better. All I know is that he screwed himself over out of $100,000, potentially. Oh, my God. I might kill myself. Yeah, no, dude. It, if it, I don't see therapy, I'm, I'd probably kill myself. You know what's even worse? Okay, I remember hearing this story about this guy who, <clears throat> one of the first invest investors in Bitcoin or some big cryptocurrency, right? Uh -huh. Back when it was still small change. And <clears throat> he had it. All his uh, account uh, information and all that good stuff, where the stuff by means his means of accessing his funds and his account, right? They were all on this really really old desktop computer at his mom's house, right? And so he put some he put some money in, and it was one of the first people to do so into Bitcoin, I think it was. And then flash forward like <clears throat> several years later, when it's like worth like <laughs> so so like more. like maybe like. 10 to 15 years ago, yeah. Bitcoin was just worth like a dollar to a hundred dollars oh, like yeah. per Bitcoin. Now a single Bitcoin is worth like around $60,000. He bought a ton of Bitcoins. Like It fluctuates now between 48,000 and like 65,000 <clears throat> roundabout. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, so like 11, 12 years ago or so, he bought all that bit, uh, Bitcoin, right? Damn. And he comes back <clears throat> 11 years later and he <laughs> looks in and realizes, oh shit, <laughs> now I have potentially 11 million dollars worth of bitcoin oh my god so he yeah. rushes back to his mom's house and he asks <laughs> mom <"Where's the> <laughs> and his mom's like i threw it away fuck <laughs> not even too long ago either and so he like he loses his shit right and he literally hires a bunch of people to go to the local landfill and dig out, uh, dig around for his old c computer because there's eleven. That computer is now worth eleven million dollars. It's like finding a needle in like three hundred and seventy thousand haystacks that are also full of other <laughs> like things. other like things that look like needles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a needle in a needle stack <laughs> that he's looking for. Exactly. Well, the sad part is he never ended up finding it. So if you think <laughs> he just wasted like eight thousand dollars or something like on this, oh god, who knows? Just, yeah. So he he lost he lost essentially life screwed him over out of oh eleven million dollars and however much money he paid the people to help him find it. Oh, 
I think I'd probably go to like the nearest local bridge and like tie a cinder block to my leg. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we did that poor guy. <laughs> but Fuck. yeah, no, and then that was what's the shittiest part about it is it was his mom who threw it out and she didn't know any better, you know. I wonder if their relationship kind of suffered after that. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> You fucking bitch, you've always been a, a piece of shit my whole life. I didn't know. Yeah. Imagine no. like after he like <laughs> he just goes on a twenty minute rant like defiling his mom. She's like, Oh actually wait, the computer's right here. Oh wow. <laughs> he th- she threw away like another computer. She's like, Is this the one you're looking for? Never mind, I'm sorry, you're the best one ever. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I mean, you need so to go to therapy. It's like, well, I'll be able to afford it now. It's an alternate universe, I swear. If I could go back in time, I would invest in Bitcoin when it was still dirt cheap. <laughs> oh my god. There were people like yeah, you know how people will be on the corner of the street with a tinfoil hat, like, it's the end of the world, the end is nigh. There are people like that but about Bitcoin, though, but they're right. <laughs> it's going to surge, buy it now, buy it now. Like, you're out of your mind. What is this, like, currency that's, like, backed off of nothing? Yeah, remember when no one took Dogecoin seriously? Oh, God. I, st- I have, like, $100 in Dogecoin just in case something happens. Just in case, huh? And uh, I have, like... I put $125 into Bitcoin. Now I have about like 216 or 220 from how much it's gone up. Mm-hmm. So I doubled my money. Mm. But like, we're not talking like magnitudes higher. But I'm just going to sit on it for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. See what happens. I'm just saying, like as a college student, try to figure out the right shit to invest in. The right companies to invest in. Look how their, their reports are over the years, not over the months. Uh, and don't just settle for like quick day trades or week trades, like hold for the long term. Since honestly, you don't have, like nobody has fucking time for that shit, like to learn about investing when you're taking like five classes a semester. Uh, yeah, index funds, these funds that all these like tens of thousands of companies invest in, so they're not they're they're not going to fail, they're not going to do do bad. So many companies have staked on these these mutual funds QQQ, VTI, VUG. Friggin' just anything with Vanguard, pretty much. And I just, I invested, like, I probably have, like, 30 to $50 invested in each one of them. And all they've done is gone up. Every now and then, there will be a day where it goes down by, like, 0.5%. But every day, it goes up by, like, 1% or 3%. And just a little bit over time. And I think I've gotten, just from starting, like, eight months ago, I've gotten, like, maybe 11 to $12 from each one of them. Like, mm-hmm. like going up. It's all good. Literally just sit on that for 20 years and like... I would bring out the calculator app right now, but we have other stuff to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> this is turning into an, a financial investment podcast. <laughs> Dude. But I mean, hey, there's lots to be said about it. I have one crazy story to add really to this podcast. college students like us, so... Right, ex- exactly. Like eventually, like sell, <laughs> obviously. Don't just be like, if you get an allowance, like, oh, I gotta put it back on Bitcoin. Like imagine how much this is gonna be in like 10 years. <laughs> Uh, but, um, but yeah, what were you saying? So my dad, my dad passed away. But, nice segue. My dad passed away when I was... On the bright side. <laughs> when I was five weeks old, my dad passed away. I grew up with just my mom. And I had no idea about this, but my dad had married someone before my mom. And the way the story goes, uh, he was, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer in private practice. Him and his first wife were married for... Uh, I want to say like nine years and they just fell out of love with each other and they were going to break it off. But 
the story goes is that they didn't break off, they didn't divorce, his wife died. That's, that's how it, it, it was supposed to have gone down, supposedly. Yeah. And there's paperwork filed for it and everything and a life insurance policy. Well, I wasn't expecting this tragic anime night story over here. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, keep going. No, what's going on? So here's the interesting thing. My mom didn't tell me this. And my mom was never planning to tell me this until, mm-hmm. until I said something that warranted her like mentioning it. When I said, like, maybe when my dad died, he was trying to die. I didn't know. And she, like, she, she was like, her mind just had like a total 180 shift. And then she told me this story. When I was born, and my mom was going through postpartum depression, of course, my dad dies five weeks later, great timing, right? Uh, On a business trip in Mexico with a rental car, driving really, really fast in the morning. Roads are wet because of the morning dew, and runs into a tree, cuts himself in half. No, what? That's how it happened? Yeah, but here's the interesting part. He was still getting mail sent to his P.O. box from someone, and it was in this flowery Spanish that my mom couldn't particularly understand, even though we're Cuban-American. Uh, and she gave the message to my grandma, her mom, to read. And then her grandma told my mom, like, this is from his first wife. Whoa. So the wife that we thought was dead. She's still alive? Yeah. Then we come to find out that... My dad had took out a life insurance policy on his first wife and they had faked her death so he could take the life insurance money for himself. And how ironic that he ended up dying himself. Yeah, oh, my mom got some money for that, that's for sure. That is twisty, dude. So here's how to commit a murder. (laughs) (laughs) If we're trying to teach everybody anybody something out of all this, then it's... Also, like I said, I'm not a financial specialist. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a murder specialist. Well, we're not liable for anything you do or yada yada. (laughs) This is not professional advice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This isn't true blood. So, uh, he was in the Gulf of Mexico and... He, the story goes that him and his wife were sailing in the Gulf of Mexico and she fell off the boat and she was lost at sea, never to be found. They had a search party and everything, but obviously there's nothing to be found. And this isn't like, there's no murder weapon, there's no fingerprints, there's no problem with disposing of the body or anything. I mean, this is the 90s, so like, like early 90s, like maybe like 90 or 91, or maybe like late 80s. This feels like some real like CSI type shit. (laughs) This is crazy. And I think... The life insurance policy was for a little over a million dollars, which was a lot back then. That's a fortune. He made a movie with that money. He made a movie? What's this movie called? I don't, I, I don't know if I should say it. I have it on VHS. Oh my god. So. I don't know. I don't want to get any. I don't know if it matters now, but. Yo, you know what that reminds me of? Not to cut you off, your story uh, off. Yeah, but go for it. It just had me thinking about what I would do with the money I would have. <laughs> I would make a movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I would murder some bitches. I would, I would, I would, um, I would hire some hitmen. <laughs> no. I have some people on a shit list, but that's, that's besides the point. I've been playing some hitman absolution lately, and I've been oh, yeah. just been getting ideas. I'm kind of curious about the hitman series of videos, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, what would you make your movie about? <clears throat> well... I would have 
have to be some kind of dark comedy, that's for sure. Some kind of murder mystery, for sure. Kind of like what's going on with your family in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she flew back on a plane to Argentina to be with her two sons from a previous marriage. And I don't know if they were supposed to split the money. I don't know if he ever gave her any of the money or what, but she still kept messaging him, like the PO box and everything. My mom never ran into her. She Eventually, the messages stopped. I don't know if she's still alive out there somewhere, but like I have his movie. I just need a VHS player. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might have one in my in my house. My mom's got a bunch of old like retro stuff. I can dig around. Oh, we got to see what this movie's about. That's bonus content for sure. He bonus made the content. movie in like 1991 or 92. Oh my god! You know what I just thought of, dude? You're what? not going to fucking believe. But speaking of our kind of relatives being in or making movies, uh huh. Have you ever heard of this movie by the name of Tag? It no. came out like a few years ago. What's it about? It's about, like, a group of middle-aged men who have been playing tags since, like, childhood or since college, and oh, it's cute. been going on since then, and it's just, a like, a year-long tradition where they uh, regroup, they find each other, and, like, they try to, like, tag somebody before a certain date, and after that date, the person has to stay it for the rest of the year, and it goes on every single year. And That's a nice <clears throat> tradition between friends. Yeah, yeah, and it was funny <laughs> enough to make a whole movie after it. And you know, the funny thing is, the guy who started this well, sort of <laughs> like they actually made money off it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I, I think they he might have. But the point is, that's a miracle in the movie industry at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay, the person that this movie is based on are the people that this movie is based on are my uncle Patrick and his friends. So that's my uncle. Like, and it was a big, like, Hollywood blockbuster oh, movie. Dude. Look, yeah, if you look it up, Tag, it's a freaking hilarious movie. And I might be biased, but, dude, the actors they got to portray the people who are supposed to represent my aunt and uncle, spot on. Especially the aunt's character, just like my Auntie Diane. It's, like, uncanny. It's kind of freaky a little bit. <laughs> Is it but, this one? Yeah, that's the one. Did you, do you remember seeing, like, <clears throat> like. Are the, you kidding me? $78.1 million? Yeah, it's a big bunch of movies. Holy shit! And this, this movie was based off of my uncle and his friend's tag game that's been going on for the past few decades. Oh my god. The film is based on a real-life group of friends from Spokane, Washington. Mm -hmm. That's where my uncle's from. Known for playing... A, oh, really? <laughs> Patrick J. Schulteis. That's my uncle. Holy shit! <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. I go up to visit them every now and then in Seattle. And... Um, <clears throat> Over yeah. a twenty-eight year period. Oh my god! <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Small world, right? And you oh, know, uh huh. Jeremy Renner is in this movie too. I, I saw. Holy cow! So and <clears throat> at, uh, when this movie was premiering, like there was I Jeremy was Renner hosted this big party at his house in Hollywood with my aunt and uncle over there with him. They so they, I kind of like. It'd be really funny if they didn't invite them. <laughs> this is like, this <laughs> or like they went. To, he did invite them to the party, but he was like. Who fuck are these people because he's never seen him in person he's like i don't you people don't look like you're on the guest list you just look like you're trying to get in it's not like you're not the people who this whole movie's based on <laughs> right and then he like turns them away at the door and they're just like fuck it we'll just play tag on the in the front lawn <laughs> uh, oh my god but yeah the most pathetic bragging rights ever but i kind of mutually know jeremy renner <laughs> friend of a friend friend of a friend Okay, I respect that. Mm -hmm. I respect that. But yeah, that just totally had me thinking about that whole thing. I can't believe that actually happened. That is so cool! You know, I know something really funny. At the very end of that movie, like in the, you know, like when the credits start rolling, there's some bloopers, right? And 
there's some like real life footage of them playing tag like the actual not the actors but the actual people like my uncle and his friends wow. and they're the first thing they decide to open up the credits with is raw footage of my uncle getting caught fucking butt-ass naked in the shower getting tagged <laughs> so pretty much everyone everyone that's him that's my uncle that's him i know that guy yeah yeah it was great um yeah, so pretty much everyone... I'm related to that penis! <laughs> yeah, everyone who's ever seen that movie has seen my uncle's dick. So. <laughs> oh, it shows everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't even bother censoring that shit. <laughs> we want them to see the real raw footage, raw, uncut, uncircumcised, <laughs> triple X rated. Uncircumcised <laughs> edition of the movie. <laughs> That's pretty epic. No, yeah, it's a funny story, I guess. Oh, I thought I was going to be like story. carrying this conversation, but I love your 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 uh, transit to. You know something? I feel like the last episode I said I wasn't going to talk that much either, but and this time I genuinely actually have a reason to not talk so much because my voice is fucking killing me right now. But <laughs> look what happened. Ben is opening up into a social butterfly. If we don't make any money off of this podcast, <laughs> at least we opened up as people. Oh, am I just your cash cow now? <laughs> <laughs> Just my little bottom bitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, the next topic actually uh, we wanted to get on uh, is though. Oh, so let me tell you how the black wedding went. Mm, right. You yeah, saw the I video footage of me <clears throat> dancing. So, but basically, my friend Troy and his um, uh, he 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 brought me, he brought his roommate, and he brought our mutual friend Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys are in their fifties. Right. I'm 25. But we're all dressed like we're from the steampunk pirate universe. Right. This whole this whole wedding is theme, steampunk themed, right? That's how oh, it was just it. us. Oh. Everyone was wearing black, but we were supposed to wear black, but we could make it like over the top. So oh. we were we were gonna wear kilts actually. That was the original plan. That's a very unusual wedding. That's really cool. <laughs> kilts are actually surprisingly comfortable. Either way, I still dance my ass off. It's pretty breezy under there. <laughs> it's pretty breezy. Yeah. <clears throat> Fucking um. What else? Oh, so it was Troy's niece that was getting married to this guy named Tyrone, who sang like this, this, this song, performed this song that he'd written for her and everything. Mm-hmm. This R and B rap thing. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Oh, really? I think I could count on my, on the fingers on both of my hands, how many non-black people were at this wedding. It was me, Bill and Dan, uh, out of the group of four, uh-huh. the four Musketeers. <laughs> And there were these girls who were part of, who were, who were co-workers of Troy's niece, the, the, the bride. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I remember there being, yeah, no, there were probably like eight non-black people at this wedding of like 50 people. Okay, okay, I see. And my first wedding I ever went to was a Catholic wedding. So it was long. Mm-hmm. It was long as hell. Okay. And that was after mass. I came after mass mm-hmm. and like, it was still long. This one was short, sweet, to the point. It might have been like... 45 minutes or so or less it was great and then we go up like from the first floor to this third floor um area where like you can get like treats and you serve alcohol and there's this this circle that you stand on and it's got like this this like selfie stick thing that like panoramas around you yeah i should have tried that out but i was too busy focusing on like the one really hot chick that was there oh of course that i was like i gotta talk to this chick 
Yeah. <clears throat> and all the all all the gentlemen in my group, fifty and up, were all like rooting me on because they're gay. And, then, yeah. and I'm, I'm the only straight one. And they're like, ooh, go straight guys. Yeah. Do what straight people do. Yep. <laughs> and eventually, <clears throat> I went up and talked to her while she was talking with her friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were both on their phones. The first thing I was going to say was, like, bring out my phone. I was like, oh, ladies, since we're all on our phones, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. your number and then your number. Just kidding. My name's Joseph. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I, what I went with instead was since they put their phones away and started talking with each other, I was just like, well, there goes our equipment. Oh, <laughs> uh, what little equipment we do have. Uh, this whole thing's going to come tumbling down. <gasps> yeah, okay, okay. I'm going to put this like right here. Technical difficulties. Anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> it was the hot chick talking to... <clears throat> The number two hot chick uh, at the party. That's how I categorize them. And I was like, all right, what's the plan, ladies? I just literally opened with that. And then they started the conversation for me. Oh, that's it. Which is great. Usually, as okay, as a man, you always want to be prepared to kind of go into the conversation uh, and shoulder the burden of the conversation. Not just by introducing yourself, but by like... Saying something interesting or like something you notice about them that you find interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, we just touched tips. We touched tips. <laughs> we both, both have pool sticks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we uh, uh the one straight guy at the wedding touched tips. I, I can't. Re- <laughs> That's the story. That's the only thing that like everyone remembers from the wedding. No, uh, they were talking about something. I don't remember what. But they were holding the burden of the conversation, which was great. And I introduced myself. Hispanic one was Lily. The white one was Brittany. The, the white girl that, like, I was really, really into, mm-hmm. Brittany. And then she was like, you know, it's Brittany, bitch. Be, care- be careful Brittany. around Britneys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've learned for sure. But I'm like, that's, she, she's fun. She's playful. I can have fun with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went to the second floor from the third floor. After, like, right as, as everyone was gearing up to go down to the second floor for, like, the meal and, like, yeah. the dances and everything. Because I thought we were going to dance up on the third floor. I was like, I need to pound some drinks into myself. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, That's I, what you do. I just went to the bar. And they only had beer and wine. They didn't have any, like, specific. Hard liquor. Yeah, hard, like, the hard stuff. <laughs> Wild turkey long branch ethanol motor oil. Right. <laughs> so I just asked them, like, what do, you, <laughs> what do you have that's going to get me drunk the fastest? It's like, well, with wine, do you like sweet or white wine or red wine? I'm like, whatever you prefer. Um, and so I drank uh, like half a glass of wine. And that was enough like to, oh, to, to loosen me up. So you're kind of a lightweight then? Or how would you say? I never drink. Oh, I mean, okay. So you have a very low tolerance. So that'll, that'll you got to learn to be a natural without alcohol, which sucks. But like, <laughs> yeah. it really sucks. But you got to get used to like rejection after rejection and like not let it phase you. Mm-hmm. And then... That's a whole story for another another podcast, but like, I downed that that half glass of alcohol pretty quickly, and I was like, I feel great. <laughs> and I was going down, like not like dancing my way down, like I'm already ready. <laughs> like no, yeah, I'm coherent. Too much confidence. I mean, <laughs> a little too much liquid courage there. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but I was fine. We went down. We ate the. I, I figured out what those girls did for work. 
They weren't real estate agents. They were apartment locators. Oh, so they can locate. I can do that shit. <laughs> so, oh my god! I gave them so much shit for that. <laughs> you should have, dude. Oh shit! Are they hiring? Look, that's an apartment right over there. <laughs> really? I, I must be a superhero once I go on Zillow. H A R. Like I got this shit down. Actually, my How cousin for a position. Yeah, my cousin actually might have been an apartment locator, quote unquote. My, he worked for Zillow at one point, and I might end up working for him too because. Yeah, I don't know. It depends if I move to Seattle at some point. Oh, but you that's get to a play tag, locate apartments. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> must be the life. Man. Oh man, that is, that's the life for me. Yeah, but you anyway, know, so- all the apartment locator chicks—they all sat at one table. We ate our food. <clears throat> uh, I poked fun at Brittany one last time, and then <laughs> I just wish I could just got the poker. Period. But like, we we like. Some, some of the people in in the what he said. <laughs> some of the people in in the in the crowd were finally got up to dance. Mainly the people that knew the groom, but no one else was getting up to dance. And I was like, uh, "Fuck it, I'll go ahead and dance." Once there are like maybe ten people up there, yeah. You know, when you're when you're the only like light skinned person in a in a black wedding, you stick out like a sore thumb. And I'm dancing, and then like the MC is like. Shout out to David Copperfield. Oh, that's right. Because of the steampunk themed outfit that I was wearing. And I was like, yeah. Hey, man, you're getting some good attention. That sounds like a good time. As I started dancing, someone came up behind me and was like taking my jacket and like, 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 like washing me down. Like, oh, like, okay. like, like, like James Brown, like, someone just came like up taking my jacket and just like. I don't know, brushing, brushing my shoulders and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, like, look at this smooth motherfucker. I was like, oh, he's doing the James Brown thing to me. I didn't think of that, of that at the time. I was just like, who's touching me? <laughs> but I was just trying to focus on Brittany. What an honor. <laughs> Finally, I mean, Brittany must have noticed that you're getting all this attention. It's yeah, like, no, I got all the apartment locator chicks to get up and start dancing on their own. They're they like, started locating you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And they all they all started dancing. And then I danced with hot chick number two, Brittany, and like two other apartment locator uh, people after introducing myself to the one guy in the group oh and it was literally just like maybe seven eight girls and like one guy did he happen to be someone's boyfriend uh there's no way he was Brittany's boyfriend I remember you mentioning somebody had somebody had a boyfriend yeah no here's how this ends oh so I'm dancing with Brittany and with uh uh Lily who's the other chick oh yeah that was there hot girl number two and I can't remember what I said. It was something charismatic. I'm, I'm, trust I hope me, so. <laughs> trust me on this one. And then I said, like, show me your apartment locator dance. Show me, show me how happy, like, the happy dance you do once you locate an apartment. You dork. <laughs> <laughs> show me how you dance when no one's watching. And they're like, they love that. They, they laughed at it. Mm-hmm. And then because Troy and the rest of the group are in their 50s, they want us to leave early. And I'm like, what you I'm just kind of old. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And so I'm like, I gotta leave. But it's like, it's 11. The wedding started at maybe like 7 or so. Mm-hmm. And the reception, we kind of spent like two and a half hours on. So it's, it's, it's a good time to leave. And so as I'm leaving, all the apartment locator chicks are at the designated apartment locator table. <laughs> and I'm like, my friend Troy's at the door. Like to go downstairs and then to leave to the car. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at me, and then I'm looking at Brittany, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at Brittany. And then I'm like, all right, it's now or never. I tap her on the shoulder, and I'm like, Brittany, can I say something to you? Or like, can I talk to you for a second? And I get her out of, out of her chair, oh, okay. and I whisper in her ear, 
And I'm like, Brittany, I just want you to know, you are drop dead gorgeous. And I know I didn't really get to talk to you as much as I'd like. Uh, oh, also, I teach, I, and I told her like my job because I was like, <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you mentioned your, you y'all mentioned your job. I didn't want you to think I'm a bum. This is the job that I do. Also, <laughs> like I didn't get to talk to you as much as I'd like, but I definitely like to get you know, get to know you more like out, outside of this if you'd be open to that. Hey, I mean, they have to be said at some point, I guess, right? Right. And the way I'm saying it now, I know I said it way more smoothly than that because I was on fire after mm. dancing. Aside from like the stomach cramps, like, like the party. <laughs> dude, like, despite being a dancer for 13 years, I used to get stomach cramps from like walking too far. Really? Yeah. And so from dancing, I was like, oh. uh, I was <laughs> holding like my right side. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> collapsed lung, but <laughs> my lung. <laughs> uh, and uh, and she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend, but thanks. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't let it phase me. I was like, you know what? That's okay. You've been a real sport. Enjoy the rest of your night. <laughs> You've been a real sport. Way to play it off, man. That's hilarious. And then I I, I left with my friend, but I felt amazing. Yeah, but I didn't feel any sort of of. You know. That's okay. You just had a nice, great, wholesome time. You know, that sometimes it's just a at face value. That's really all that you need. Exactly. So for the college audience out there, women will often say, like, I have a boyfriend just to get out of conversation with you. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean a no. But, like, there is a time that you need to socially, like, intuit that you need to gauge when no means no. And exactly. you need to, like, back the fuck off. Exactly. But it's weird because women won't be explicit, like perfectly with this like sometimes a no they'll want you they'll actually want you to see if you can like do something more interesting that will keep their attention that will make them want to like stay interested in you yada yada but like in that time i felt it was good to just like pull out of there and i'm glad i asked i felt amazing dude it was a black wedding man it was awesome it people people were loud people were cool people were handsy (laughs) (laughs) guys and girls (laughs) You know, I, I, the only other wedding I've ever been to was, uh, this was back in Indonesia, and from my mom's side of the family, I mean, it was a much more innocent childhood, wholesome memory, you know? Um, the really only noteworthy thing was, okay, yeah, it was like, um, my mom's side of the family is like some, is some sort of... Um, I think they might be Catholic or Methodist or something. But mm-hmm. either way, there was like a huge like religious ritual that's stretched out for most of the day at some church. Called Mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not big on that one. But, you know, it was, uh, that was, that, that happened for most of the day. Nothing really noteworthy happened. But then there was the reception at some like, <clears throat> some, some reception hall, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, there was karaoke going on. It was some sort of party. There was a whole bunch of people there. And, um, <clears throat> <laughs> this is the most embarrassing memory. I, uh, probably one of the most embarrassing memories I, I ever would have had, except I got away with it. Oh. So, this is, well, guess what happened? Like, tell me. Tell me and tell the public. Okay, because, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> if my mom's, uh, if my mom's, if my mom, my uncle on my mom's side ever hear this, I'm sorry that I did this, but, um. <laughs> this is a different Ben. <laughs> yeah. So, I was a little kid, right? I was like fucking eight or nine. And I would just run around like a bloody headless chicken as little kids do, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I was just running around. I, was, I just had all this little kid energy that I kind of wish I still had. And <laughs> mm-hmm. at one point, I was, okay, I was just running somewhere. Um, and I remember stepping on something white. 
and kind of cloth-y. No, I thought you were going to say it was like kind of thick, and I'm like, what's that doing on the floor? Oh, dude, it was so much worse. The sheer look of terror when I realized what it was. I stepped on the bride's fucking wedding dress. Oh! <laughs> and my shoes were dirty. <laughs> dude, it was so... I just kept on running. I like looked back as I was running, and then nobody noticed yet. So I just kept on just sprinting away. I, like, okay, that wasn't me. And then I just sat still for the rest of the time. Terrified that somebody would have like saw me and like called How me. How long out. did it take you take for you to process like what just happened and like what could happen to you, dude? It I <laughs> I honestly don't know. I I like as a kid, like you don't process like bad things happening in the sense of like oh, it must feel really bad for that other person. It's like, shit, what's going to happen to me? Exactly, yeah. Like, kids are- like, before you get to the concrete operational stage of thinking, it's like, like well, f- fuck, I'm not going to get ice cream if I do that. Honestly, like, for oh, real. I'm going to get punished. I know gonna- the reason why I'm never having kids. They're self-centered pricks. I was one. <laughs> so <laughs> Self-centered pricks for like a lot longer than you would think they would be. Exactly, and they do shit like this, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> they ruin wedding dresses. They, yeah, they're messy. They shit on your couch. Bro, at some point, I, I saw the bride pass. Nobody noticed the footprint yet, but there was a fucking footprint on her dress. Oh, <laughs> uh, nobody ever found out. Size six and kids. <laughs> Here I am, like ten <clears throat> something years later. Confessing to my crimes, but yeah, that happened. Well, if it was a religious wedding, you could just say like, "Well, that's the way God wanted it." <laughs> it's God's footprint. <laughs> it's, it's God's will. Don't blame me. God wanted it that way. Take it up with God. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's religion empowers people to still act like kids and not take responsibility for shit. Oh man. <laughs> well, yeah. Now there you have it. We both have our wedding stories, I guess. Oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, even though mine is not nearly as in depth as yours I guess it's just an old memory now we're going to be moving on into that was awesome we're going to be moving on into oh this one funny joke so when I was studying for one of my last assignments for human development and family studies I came across this statistic that child teen obesity child and teen obesity or overweightness between 10 to 17 year olds was 31% in 2010. So 31% of all American children and teens were obese or overweight. And in 2019, that number was still exactly 31%. It went through some fluctuations, but still 31% before COVID-19. And it's like, this brings me back to like, I think my clinical psychology, or no, cognitive psychology, or actually psychology of physiology, that's what it was, a course where... I remember it was a crazy statistic, like 60 or like 50, like between 50 to 70% of, of our weight tendencies are genetic. Mm. And I can just imagine someone out there like looking at this statistic and be like, well, we tried not fucking fat people. We tried not having kids with them. Like, like we've been doing our part and not like, like getting with fat people and not being attracted to them. But the obesity numbers still go up. That must be the only reason, like some dick, dickhead. Some dickhead. <laughs> we tried doing our parts and not fucking make kids with fat people, but still they're proliferating. Just some douchebag. It's because, yeah, because fatness, slimness, over is over fifty percent, like genetically based. And you know what's interesting? What's that? Uh, twins, like identical twins. Who like one? If one ends up gay, the other one's also more likely to end up gay than a normal twin or normal person. Mm. 
And also gayness is also factored into, I think NCAH uh, is, is this chemical in the brain. I got to look it up. But I just thought that statistic was funny and someone's like, because of the genetics mm-hmm. uh, comment, like someone's just saying, oh, we just got to stop having kids with fat people. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be what we're, what we're feeding them. Okay, bro, easy on the eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Hitler's one of the greatest world heroes of our time. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> not I'm just saying. No, you're not just saying. As he just scratches his Charlie Chaplin mustache. <laughs> it's oh. the Charlie Chaplin mustache. It's not the Hitler mustache. It's trendy. It's coming back. It's a trend that's coming back. And uh, <laughs> let's just leave that guy in his in his uh, <laughs> listen corner of the <laughs> listen. I'm a natural blonde. I didn't dye my hair blonde. I, I am six feet. I'm not wearing tall shoes. I'm six foot. I'm blonde. These aren't color contacts. I naturally have blue eyes. Get Aryan or be Squarian. Wow, that, that's all I'm saying. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 wow, man. <laughs> Anybody who's going to sponsor us is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is I mean, hey. Oh, man. Now that the douchiest part of the podcast is over. How's <laughs> that the douchiest part of the podcast? <laughs> the third Reich is still alive. <clears throat> yeah, well, on that lovely note, we'll be <laughs> the last wrapping thing, things up. Yeah, the last question to get into is. Part two of Soma and what it means to be human. And um, then, yeah, we'll, we'll finish up on that and then call it a day. Yeah, honestly, we I keep saying we were going to delve into that a little bit more. In fact, that was what this whole freaking episode was supposed to be about originally. Yeah, like the brunt of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just like, I don't know how, like, guys, we, we're just looking at a pool table and, and our <laughs> recording cell phone. That's literally, like, what we have to look at. And I'm just... Like, looking at the balls as, like, spheres of influence, of ideas. Looking at the balls. 